Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Writer's Wednesday show. Uh, We do this every second Wednesday with our friends over at Books Forward, and you can visit them at booksforward.com. Very excited because we get to have author Kevin Moore join us again. He was back on the show in spring to talk about his paranormal thriller, Book of Souls. And he told us that the next one, the second part of this book called Book of Demons, so we went from the souls to the demons, mm-hmm. uh, would be out October 11th, 2022. And he held true to his promise. Mm-hmm. Nancy's very excited because she's reading the Book of Demons. She was mm-hmm. reading the Book of Souls during his last interview. And mm-hmm. so now she can catch up on all of it. And the exciting news is both the books are out on audiobooks. I know we get a lot of uh, feedback on that from our audience that is it out on audiobook? Because a lot of people, you know, like to listen to podcasts or, you know, so they um, mm-hmm. definitely like to have audiobooks. So kevinmorepublishing.com is the place to go for both books. And um, welcome back, Kevin. How are you? I'm really good. It's nice to see you guys because I remember the last time we had a lot of fun. Oh, yes, we did. We're going to have more. Nancy's reading the Book of Demons. And listen, first thing is that cover freaks me the hell out. Okay. Can I yeah, say but it's hell? a comedy. I, I know, but look at it. Look at it. I know. Yes. It's no, no, see, I know art plays a role in this one, but Mm -hmm. before we get started, I know Nancy's reading, she didn't finish it, right? You didn't, because last you don't, she normally doesn't because she doesn't want to open her mouth. But I am going to finish both books. Oh, I thought you had. Oh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I want to reread all of Halloween night. Oh, great. Wow. I love it. Well, that's because we're in a place that it's appropriate. Oh. Well, this is this is cool. I think your book, your timing for both to be out for Halloween is perfect. I think mm-hmm. she's really right about it. Um, I but so. I, I want to start with Book of Souls real quick for those who may have not catch the first interview. Give everyone a little overview of the Book of Souls and then how it progresses into this one so that we don't tell everybody everything. Okay. <laughs> so the Book of Souls. No spoilers, remember. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I will not. Um, the Book of Souls is is a a story about a 47 year old man who's married to the love of his life and has three children. And he wakes up in the hospital after having an accident and he is his 13 year old self and he's coming out of a coma. And all the doctors, the neurologists, the psychologists are telling him it's a false memory. It's just a dream. And he does not believe that it's just a dream. That's but crazy. he also wakes up to the fact that he's he's got some psychic abilities and that he can hear and see spirits and that he can help some of them. And he's dealing with shadow people and demons. And it's like, all of a sudden he's 13 and he remembers his wife and he remembers his kids and he remembers their holidays and their birthdays. And mm-hmm. so it's it's a whole trip for him because they're all saying, no, no, no that never happened and so that's what the book of souls is about mm. and then going into the book of demons ooh. yeah so the what book happened of, so this is jack we got to tell jack. right this is jack kelly and he's a 13 year old boy by the time book of souls is over he's 14 um and it's his journey and it's basically a spiritual journey because he's like when you you know something 
and he feels like mm-hmm. I don't know if he's he doesn't know if he's like he's like maybe this is like a time warp or I've you know I I've uh, time channeled but these things are real and the fact mm-hmm. that he he but now also on top of that where they're saying no 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 that didn't happen he's like all right but I see the ghost across the street Casper Green mm-hmm. Street. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these other things that he's dealing with. And he's so afraid that people are going to think he's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so it basically takes the reader or the listener, if they're doing the audiobook, um, on the journey of like, is he crazy? Is, mm-hmm. is he a ghost? Uh, is he still in a coma? Like what, mm-hmm. what's happening? And so then the book of demons will um, finish that story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, okay. Uh, yeah. So now the, the this should be yeah. a TV series. I know Nancy's like this is one I'm of those adamant because there's so much to it and it's their writing is so believable. Like there's not any part that I've read so far that goes, oh, that would never happen or that's just silly or that I don't believe that. So. I feel like it should be a television series because yeah. a movie's not long enough. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I was on a podcast mm-hmm. a couple of days ago and they said, um, how would you, would you prefer a movie or a series? And I was like, I would prefer anything, but definitely a series because there's yeah. a lot going on. There You've got is a lot. Things, you know, um, and, and the Book of Souls basically started out as a, from a true story because my son, in the beginning, his son gets sick, and that's when he's introduced to some of the shadow people. And mm-hmm. that I'm a lucid dreamer, and so I had these dreams concurrently, like three days in a row, of these shadow people that were trying to get my son Matthew. And they kept saying to me, "I, I would say, what do you want?" And they'd say, "I want him," and I'd yeah. be like, "You can't have him." And in the dream, I was trying to get away from them with Matt. And then yeah. about a month later, he ended up in the hospital, in intensive care, fighting mm. for his life. Everything went wrong. Um, and we start, I started feeling that kind of ghostly presence. Mm. And while we were there, I would spend the night in the bed with him because mm. he was obviously scared and he had all of these things in him. Um, and the only night, there, there was two nights that we slept well out of the three weeks we were there. And they moved us out of that room. And I said, why did you move us out of the room? And this is in the Book of Souls, and the the nurse, whose real name was Lulu, who I put in the book, said, oh, you should be happy we're out of that room because there's a ghost in there, and it's not friendly. And I said, I think you're wrong because Ooh. that was the best sleep Matthew and I had. I think it is a friendly ghost. Unfortunately, in the Book of Souls, the, the ghost that he meets, Casper Greenstreet, is not so friendly. Casper, that's funny that you use the name Casper. With a K. Yeah, I know, but, but it's still, it's funny. It's funny. I know but, because, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's got a K, and that makes it more uh, adult. Dude, okay, <laughs> well, you know so where I we... got that name from too. Like, I'm a big fan of the Maltese Falcon. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie. Okay, yeah. Well, the the um one of the lead actors' name is Cindy Sydney Greenstreet, mm. and in real life, his name is Casper. So I took his. Oh. 
real last name and in the movie Casper and I put them together because I'm such a fan of that actor because he's just one of those great character actors mm -hmm. and that's how Casper Greenstreet got his name oh wow okay so and when you talk about <laughs> shadow people and then there's like the demons okay not friendly mm -hmm. ghosts and things like that okay so when you think about human beings there's nice people and then there's mean people and then mean people are normally mean because maybe some kind of trauma in the past. There's some mm. kind of something going on, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my saving grace to not absolutely lose it on cruel people or mean people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, something's happened in the past, you know, um, and you can always get away, you know, but with a ghost, it's a little harder. So in a way, I feel like the ghost, mm. just personally, like the ghost is still in its human ish it's not like left and, and gone to the next place so we always talk about heaven and hell right and so i just did an interview with musician david young very famous for um his album celestial winds he's a flute player and he is a psychic and he um channels like during readings and plays music he writes it like he channels and writes messages through music for people and he just did an album with all this channeling of songs. I know it was a, I had the most trippiest <laughs> interview with him. I'm like, I was like, why didn't I have you both on together? Cause this would have been crazy. So he mm. believes through scientific evidence and this whole society of um, life after um, near death experience when you die and yeah. you come back. Right. So he, from all of those believes that there is no hell, that there's only heaven and so even like the ghosts and things like that, eventually once they're free, we'll go to heaven. Yet we all have this fear of hell. What do you think about that? Because I've been dying to ask you, I was like, I really wish you were on that show because it was like, it went, you know, we went crazy. Yeah. Just like the last well, time with you. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to his album because I, I love that. Because No, I, I agree. I think, I think we are all fed things in our lives, mm -hmm. right? So we're, we're a fear is one of the big things in the book of souls is is, is the fear casper had his own fears jack has his own fears and that we create that stuff but i don't to answer your question no i don't believe there's a hell um, okay. and one of the things that mm -hmm. jack was doing with what he's able to do is get the spirits to leave what this is the in-between place because if you're a ghost you're not supposed to linger your spirit is supposed to go on um mm -hmm. And so he tries to help him. And even though him and Casper are having this epic battle, he's in, in his intent is to free Casper because he's like, you're mm. stuck in this apartment, but you think this is your kingdom. This is not a kingdom. Mm. Um, mm. Huh. So yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe in hell. I that's think interesting. That, I think know. religion uses it sometimes. It's to control. You know, they yeah. say, I'm going to put control. the fear of God into you. And I'm yeah, like, well, and that's, that's God is supposed to be like wondrous. He's supposed to be the good guy. Yeah. You know, if, if I'll God, tell you, tell your dad <laughs> when you get home. No, but if God yeah. did what, what's written in the Bible, then he would go to hell if there was a hell. Because, I mean, he did bad stuff. He really did. Oh, let me smite these people over there and smoted them over there. I mean, come on. Oh. What happened to that? Now we're going to get in kill? trouble. I know. Obviously. I'm going to go to hell. <laughs> Whenever we do these interviews, I wait for the emails. Well, you know, know, it's curious because I'm, I'm seeing stuff like on some of my social media where like we've been, you know, doing posts on the Book of Demons and people will come in and go, 
do not read that book. Do not read anything with the word Why? demon in it. And I'm like, we oh. all have, people have personal demons. Like sure. your personal demon may have nothing to do with a monster. Your personal demon may be, you know, being able to walk out the door and going to a grocery store. People have that fear of fear like, of going out. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's like, yeah, what is a demon? A demon might be people who can't sleep at night and they wake fear. up. And it's they fear. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I think people take things literally. Like There's skeletons in your closet, right? The, right. See how well, all those terminology, right? The mm -hmm. monsters under the bed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, There's a monster in the bog. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. There is a monster. <laughs> Well, I think yeah. once you realize yeah. you're not afraid of it, then it can no longer hurt you. But that's life philosophy too, right? Remember yeah. there was a guy who went and really taught people to get overcome their fear. You have to hug the monster so you can move forward in your life. Right. You can't move forward professionally, personally, in in relationships. Mm. Or, you know, you may really love someone, but unless you really step into it, you're your relationship isn't going to work because of your fears from, oh, my last, you know, relationship broke up or this happened. So now, you know, no. So fear is that thing. And I think that's what's so cool about October and Halloween and the Day of the Dead. And it's, <clears throat> it's actually about, and masks, which I thought was, I'm not saying funny in COVID, but like suddenly we all had this big rage against the mask pro the mask against the mask and then there's some of us who went hey we don't have to put makeup on this is great yeah you know, so, and you could kind of hide the behind mask. the mask so there was this weird psychological thing in my head going this is like a really odd thing about well how it was weird to go into a yeah. bank with a mask on well look mm. at it, like, it was a really odd feeling like i mean it's just like you could yeah. get you know? shot yeah. <laughs> no, that's true for me i think the, the problem i had with the masks is because you couldn't see people's smiles you could yeah yeah, see yeah. Exactly. because that kind of like can light up a room when somebody comes mm -hmm. in and you know mm -hmm. you feel that energy immediately like that, mm -hmm. that vibe like that was true and that's kind of creepy and then so now you're staring at everybody's eyes so everybody's staring at each other more than they normally would and that's creepy yeah, mm -hmm. because you're not seeing any facial expression. But the one yeah. thing that you just mentioning in the eyes, which I've always loved, because you you know the saying, mm -hmm. it's like the um, the eyes are the windows of the soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when you are looking at somebody's eyes and you can see mm -hmm. like there's a kindness there, or like mm -hmm. with the character Mr. Phillips, they're always talking about how he looks like he's in the wrong picture, the wrong mm -hmm. movie, the wrong mm -hmm. photograph, and it's well, because. It, it's there are people okay. that when you like, even when you shake their hand, you feel like, are you there? Mm. Oh, that's weird. Like because the limp biscuit, are, the cold, the cold, the clammy, cold, cold, clammy hand is creepy. And the, the limpy, like. That, that's what I mean. The cold, glimpy, clammy I don't hand. really want to touch somebody else, but I'm finding I have to shake yeah. hand, you know. I, I feel like whenever you do that, you're going to get sick. The person is sick the and you're going to get it. Who, grabs your hands and pulls you in and then touches your elbow and you're all like hey okay that's enough of that stuff okay. right there <laughs> yeah. it's you know, yeah yeah it's, i wouldn't i the the whole thing about demons i think whenever you say the word demon it freaks people out i mean look at the music scene mm. when you know look at the beatles if you played the, was it helter skelter backwards yeah. and the devil was going to oh. get you and ozzy osbourne got into all of that and you know, you got to think about, you know, the devil's going to come through rock and roll. 
Remember yeah. that? I mean, yes. and then even like marijuana, the devil is going to come to you through smoking a joint at one point. I think that's how reefer madness so happened, like this fear. So going fear. to art, because I know art now plays a role in the story. So please, in, in the book of demons, tell us a little bit about that. Because first thing I thought of was just like, if you do look at art, I wonder how many people look at art and think somebody can come right through that painting and get mm. you. Or... It's like, like look fairies. at all the dolls. Remember the doll museum in Louisiana? We oh, went through a creepy. haunted gothic jail and I really did feel something <laughs> touch my head. I just, that there's no creepy. way you're going through there and thinking it's not. And after that, we went to the doll museum Which and that right doll museum connected me out it. more than mm -hmm. the gothic jail because all their eyes and they had these frozen faces and it's like... I understand why people don't like clowns now. That's all I have to say. But they were all looking at you, no matter where you look. But there are. They were looking at you. And you know, it's a huge room and there's 4,000 of them and they're all standing and they're all looking at you. But they're yeah, also there looking something, at- There is something, because weird. I think it's also that lifelessness, which we were just talking about with people, right? Like when, if somebody has something like a cold stare, they're not, mm -hmm. there's no warmth there. And that's yeah. the thing with dolls, right? Because you're looking yeah, at they're things just, that have these real life yeah. kind of eyes, but they're not, there's but nothing there's, behind and them. Get but, no, but then there is the one, the Chucky dolls. Remember the Chucky films? Yeah, yeah but okay. they, when they moved and the dolls, the, they the Chucky moved, went missing. Every yeah, Chucky went away. Somebody <laughs> took Chucky, which I think is really hysterical. You're so Chucky gonna get went in trouble missing. for it. Somebody took Chucky, and you know that's a bad deal. That's <laughs> bad juju. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what do you? But, but every once art, in a while, that, yeah. every once in a while, one of the dolls would blink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they some of them, them the, they have the little blinky eyes, and some of them have batteries, and they'll blink once in a while. Yeah, and you're all like, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's creepy. It that was, yeah, creepy. yeah, no, I, that's uh, creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. Even though you know that that's most likely that's what happened. But see, yeah. but the doll is part of the imaginary friend for kids. Yeah, I know. The, the imaginary about... friend could step into the doll body. So and that's what's so fascinating is like mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. where like all of the spookiness comes from because if you have you have a child that has like a, an imagination that's maybe a little more they make the doll scary rather than yeah. the doll as a loving person. yes their com their companion that's supposed to keep them warm and safe and happy during the night and so they won't go to sleep like Lisa for a long time she wouldn't go to sleep without her favorite doll. Yeah. You had to go get the doll and then oh god it was a cheetah the... it's not a doll yeah. i never did good well, it's, with it's dolls. still a doll of a cheetah but so her it's dolls were all animals but so yeah <laughs> was there a name for for the spot. cheetah spot the cheetah spot because it was part cheetah and part leopard but you know the thing yeah. is too i think you probably it doesn't have to be you know like you know how linus had the blanket where the blanket was you know yeah lucy would always say oh it's like that security blanket right but it's okay because you're putting the security there mm -hmm. so See? even if you're using a stuffed animal or mm -hmm. a doll you're putting that power into it it's your power mm -hmm. that makes mm -hmm. you feel like you can sleep so I don't I don't think there's anything I love the idea of that yeah but do you think that's part of why your books you know I know it's paranormal and it's um you know the stories are we're dealing with de demons and souls and and 
you know, I, and I don't want to say non the non-living because I they're obviously living, but just not with the same, you know, bodies as we have. But do you think that's why it goes more towards spirituality, actually? Because I, I want people to understand that about what you're writing and doing is not really here, I'm going to scare the holy crap out of you with the book of demons, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think there's a, you know, people could go, oh, I'm, you know, like you were saying on social media, it's like the word demon is on there. Oh my God. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. Because from my perspective, and that's why I made Jack a kid rather mm-hmm. than his 40 something self that could, could do these things because the child in us, right, we're, we're afraid that I'll parents what what are we most afraid of when we're kids like that something's going to happen to one of our parents right then you know as you go through that world i i thought it was important for jack to be able to be a child and and face those things because he's like and all of the adults seem to be crumbling around him um and i think you'll see more of that in the book of souls where the people that were his mentors they're not stepping up because they're they're kind of overwhelmed and they've already had those fears that are cemented where mm-hmm. he's like being able to go okay I'm going to massage this I'm going to fight back but I'm going to fight back with light rather mm-hmm. than I'm not going to like fight fire with fire because that's not the way you win um mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's important and that was one of the main reasons why I had Jack a child and for it to mm-hmm. be spiritual like, mm-hmm. because it is, for him, it's, it is all about spiritual. His mm-hmm. intent is good, even yeah. though sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But he's mm-hmm. like, he's all in, you know? Mm-hmm. And Book of Demons, um, tell us where the art plays a role. What, what happens in, in this story, how it follows up from Book okay. of Souls. So in the Book of Souls, you know, Casper Green Street became- Because your cover is still story. freaking me out. I'm just sorry. <laughs> Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. That's, I mean that in a positive way. That yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's effective. Yeah, he was meant to be, I guess, scary for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Book of Souls, Casper is or an, an artist, and he starts using blood in his paintings. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he considered himself a hack, and he was not selling anything. And, and he started using this blood, and the paintings became magical. But there's the one painting um, where he has painted a self-portrait of himself as a child and he's painted three he's painting shadows in in the painting looking Mm -hmm. over him playing marbles and the shadows represent his own personal fears which end up getting the best of him right they end up haunting him for the rest of his life would you say nancy right Mm -hmm. asper Mm -hmm. unfortunately where jack I, I can't give this away because no, there's, there's something very important in that painting hmm. that we find out um, in the, at the end of the Book of Souls, we find it out, but that painting becomes uh, something that Mr. Phillips wants the shadows and the power hmm. in that painting, hmm. the shadows. And so it, that becomes a battle of good and evil because he wants that painting and Jack and Peter have the painting and that's their mano on mano you know it's like it becomes yeah like he'll and, do anything to get it and Jack is going to do everything he can to prevent him from getting it and there's there's a thing about the painting where I uh, choose my words carefully but um where some people are attuned 
through sense of smell, sight, touch, more attuned to going, what's up with this painting? They can like smell the blood or they That's know. Mr. Phillips. Yeah. yeah. So some people and other people can walk right by it and not feel anything. So when you know, like if you were standing in a gallery and the painting was there and you knew about the painting, you could stand and watch whoever stood there. I was just thinking about this because as an artist and having paintings and galleries, I've watched how people walk back and forth and you're like, oh, are they going to buy? Do they like it? Do they not? Based on how fast they're walking back and if they're doing this or that mm. kind of thing. You're watching their body language. So when <laughs> I was all like, uh-oh, somebody's going to start sniffing the painting. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's you know part of something. Mr. Phillips' power. Yeah, Mr. Phillips He knows it. Yeah, so then you start thinking there would be a group that would like get together like a pack of wolves would start howling or something. There'd be a group of people that are all looking at the painting at the same time. And you're like, dude, this is not going to be good. Wow. So this is interesting. <laughs> you see where because, my mind goes yeah, on but this, But this takes people into what would be called paranormal, right? But in a way, it's... To me, it's about enhancing our senses and the, all these things that we don't know that we have as human beings and how connected are we to the entire planet and all the universe and all the different, all the planets, you know, all of it, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we are so limited. And I think fear always stops us from that, you know, open, it's, it's kind of up to us to open more and more doors to experience things. So when something like that happens with a painting and the paint and the blood and that, you know, that energy is still ripe and, and alive and can, you know, other people can connect to it, doesn't, I mean, do you think that that could really be real? Like, as you're writing this, mm -hmm. did this kind of like, I mean, do you think there's spirits connecting with you when you're writing it saying, come on this would be cool because it can really happen <laughs> i mean do you start to uh, do, do you see what i mean like yeah. i mean how yeah, far what is the veil of yeah. reality into paranormal i think it's a very thin veil yeah no and that's one of the things you were talking about earlier which i mm. i also am a big fan of the day of the dead and of all mm. souls all saints day or all souls day right oh, because yeah. they say that's when the veil is the thinnest and it, maybe yes. that's when you're you're lucid dreaming or you're mm. experiencing something and you're somebody's on your mind that's on the other side and they're giving you um like I I did we talk about I think I told you the story like um about my sister you know she passed away suddenly mm. like a few years ago and it was mm. like kind of a shock and she had some you know, she had some issues with um uh alcohol mm. and uh painkillers and I kept afterwards I mean I was obviously mourning deeply and one of the things we used to call her the tea lady mm. you know because we'd always buy her tea she loved tea she loved teacups you know even like she'd find oh. a teacup in a store that had a little chip and all of this stuff and she just kept coming to me in dreams constantly and I kept saying why aren't you moving on like why are mm. you still coming to me in dreams did you see any did you see our brother did you see our parents like what's going on she was like I still have things to do here and one particular day I was at a mall and I was doing I was at a yoga class and 
I could not, the pain was just like so alive in me. And I finished the yoga class and she was on my mind and I was walking to my car and it was packed, you know, you're in a mall parking lot and there's a mm. ton of cars. Um, and I'm getting in my car. And when I sat down, I was like, there's something on my hood. What is that? I got back out and it was a teapot on my oh, hood. That's messed up. That it was so that's cool. cool. I, I still I mean, have it cool. on my like, when I, like, that's, that's like, you can't, you, can't cool. you cannot say that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. When yeah. things like that occur. And the funny thing was, not only was it just a teapot, but the tea, she, it was a Hello Kitty teapot, which was a connection for her and her daughter oh, because wow. she always decorated Hello Kitty with, and now oh. nobody lives by me. It was a work day. Nobody knew I was going to be there. It wasn't like it could be planned. That's weird. It, yeah. Was, just, and I'm not saying that she personally put that teapot on my car, but I do believe that there's energy that maybe, maybe it was on the floor and somebody picked it up. Why on my car? I don't know. And I don't care because it's still on my. But see, that's energy. where coincidence, I, I believe in coincidence but, and well, synchronicity. It's, it's that, I just think that um, when we say this didn't happen or that didn't happen, we're just limiting it. Well, yeah. the, I'd say Here. that we out of it's more fun to believe in it. No, but I think yeah. out of out of self protection, we have learned to block. Like I know from living in the bush that if you unblock your senses, that you will be able to smell just as well as a leopard can smell. But it takes time, and you mm -hmm. have to. And time is not to gain the talent. It is to unblock what kept you from having the talent because we've been so civilized that mm. you're not supposed to be able to smell an animal two miles away, but in actual fact, you can. Mm -hmm. If you, yeah. especially if your survival depends on it. So living in the bush for, I think, six years gave me that um, ability to undo the civilization part. And then so when I read books, like some of the books I've read lately, there's uh, people on the war front, they can smell the enemy coming. That mm. is believable to me now before you'd like, really? Yeah, gunpowder, maybe. But how do you smell? Oh, the, like the one book I'm reading, the Japanese are coming, I can smell them. And I totally get it. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, and it was I a World mean, War II thing. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's. I know. Sorry, Japanese people. Before everybody gets, yeah. <laughs> Not, yeah, before I get a whole, you know, and it makes sense if you're all living in the bush, you can smell. So, it, but people smell different from each other. Yes. And if you're using that sense to a hundred percent or more, you will be able to tell the difference. It doesn't have to be a skunk. Like I know that leopards smell like skunks at certain times. Not all the time, but mm. when they're mating, it's right there. Okay. It's right, guys, but this is true. And certain hyenas smell all the time. They really do, because yeah. they do. So there's there's, you know, like what we've done to our pets here. Yes, your dog and your cat smell, but not like they would if they were living in the wild. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree you, with you that. And that uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, in the book Souls, one of the things that Jack learns that he can do is he can smell people's fears. Yeah. And he can put a smell to the fear. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And, that makes and sense. it's also with um, with Peter's dad who has a stroke and can't communicate. He he's picking up symbols around mm. him, like you know, Peter. He can't remember. He can't. And I got that from when my father had a stroke because my father mm. had a, a major stroke, and I went to mm. see him, and he said, "Could you do me a favor?" And I said, "Sure." And he goes, "Go in the closet and get my leg." And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, they hung my leg up in the closet because he had no feeling in the leg. So he thought it was separate from him. Oh, wow. And so Jack was able to do that with this stroke patient because, yeah, Mm. that's how I, I took from that. I was like, so Jack would see Peter's dad. And when he was thinking of Peter, when he wanted to call Peter, he couldn't say it, he couldn't Mm. speak it would be a blue blanket because Peter had a blue blanket as a child mm. and his wife yeah. was a part and Jack was a question mark because he's mm. like, who is this kid? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like all of those simple things like, you know, the word no was slamming a door, mm. not not trying to put an N in an O because it no longer thought the same. Yeah, thing. yeah. so like your physical wires are a little messed up, but still yeah. you're still, your soul is still connecting what's interesting when you talk about Mm. lucid dreaming is that a form of meditation because i feel like if we really practiced it then it would be everybody could do it it's just everyone's at a different level of practice no matter and maybe if we've come back to earth then we're just getting better and better you know i don't know (laughs) you know because i agree with you everybody can do it It, there's no there's no specialty there there's no like it doesn't make anybody like you know i mean it's it doesn't make you psychic in any way it makes you available aware mm. yeah open. just open open yeah. to because yeah. you're not supposed to have nightmares Mm-mm. right yeah. so so you've been taught as a kid you know have your warm glass of milk here's a couple cookies go to sleep don't think about anything bad mm. don't watch certain movies or cartoons before you go to bed because some cartoons are friendly and other cartoons are definitely not yes they're really evil. They're <laughs> naughty too. They're really Walt Disney evil. did some naughty things. There's some but evil I cartoons. <laughs> and the violence you know, in them. Yeah, yeah, the violence are only hitting each other. Bow, but zooey, bang, boom, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're really evil. Parents should maybe watch cartoons before they let their kids <gasps> watch them. But uh, <laughs> well, but this, you know, the sleeping thing to me is a really in lucid dreaming, because I believe in connecting with you know, and I believe you can connect with people while we're all still, you know, in human form, mm-hmm. you know, like I could be mm-hmm. thinking of a friend going, oh, I need to tell her this, 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 I really want to connect with her. I know her schedules, but if I really think hard about it, I'll get an email from her. Like mm-hmm. I can guarantee you, like in two hours, I'm going to get a message from my one friend. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you it'll happen. Yeah. I swear. No, and I may, you know, you, you know, those kind of things you can, have it because I think there is an energy of there's a system I don't know what it is but there is and lucid dreaming to me it's work it's like your brain is is connecting with things and saying okay you don't have to think with this anymore that part's done it's kind of this level that we don't want to have to deal with as human beings because we're going oh I have to make sure I pay this bill tomorrow I need to do this appointment so Mm -hmm. lucid dreaming is kind of helping us in a way of I think it's calming too because you're connecting, right? So Absolutely. is it meditation or is it some? I mean, you know, I think 
well, what like I what I try to do sometimes for my own personal sake, what I'll do is it's like I want I'm trying to I want somebody to come to me in a dream, right? Mm. I, I will either like if there was a smell that was them, like maybe I'll spray that that smell, or if there was a, a passage in a book or a poem or a the Bible, like I will mm. read that before I go to bed. Like I will try to like think of them and I will say, you know, hey, come visit me. Come mm. visit. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But sometimes mm. when I'm doing that, somebody else will come. Mm, and it's you're open. so I'm like, okay, I'm opening that door, but that person mm. doesn't need to come through it. That other person does, maybe. Mm. They've got something to tell me. And one mm. of the things I learned through mm. um, a mentor with the with um, lucid dreaming was to remember to ask a question. Like when you're in the dream and you realize you're dreaming, you say, right. oh, like many people, I would say, oh, wait a minute, you're dead. And they would mm. say, yes, I am, but I'm okay. And I would say, do you ever go visit your family? And this was my cousin, Mike. And he was like, I do, but I don't let them know I'm there because I don't want to scare them. Oh, I see. So I so that, yeah, I see. So you become yeah, the so, portal for the people, you yeah. know, what, I mean, so there's that communication, but what about if you're communicating with people you don't know, but they feel warm and friendly? That sounds, <laughs> I have great dreams at night. <laughs> Already then. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah dating, that's a curious thing though, because do you feel like sometimes if you're having a dream with somebody you don't know, is it like somebody you've passed in the street at there's one no, time? There's no face. No, there's like no face, but they always have no like face. a red and like flannel shirt. And like I can, it, it's all out in nature. It's like a nature person. And it's, there's always With coffee. Red flannel? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like a flannel shirt. Yeah. Like Maybe out in the woods. I'm always out in the woods, I suppose. So I, I, don't I don't know if know. it's like a, it's weird, like a past life or like some, somebody I know from mm. somewhere because it's the very past... familiar, but I never see the face ever. Or someone yet why. to be. Maybe it's but... still someone yet to be. Oh, that's or... trippy. What, oh. if, what about the deja vu thing? Like, were you doing something for the first time and halfway through your mind goes, now you've done this before. Mm. And you're like, hi, I haven't done this before, but you're like, no, no, I haven't done that this That is before. an interesting thing about it's deja, deja vu. There's repeat what cycles. Because dreaming, you can have repeat yeah. dreams and you get to know the dream where it used to scare you. And then you get past all these yeah. fears. Like I'll sit there and go, you know, this is a dream. And I will like get past whatever that fear is in the dream. And it's it's like, oh, it's this again. And you, it's like you're outside your body looking at your dream. It's very it's, weird. It's a, but but there are repeat is dreams. a weird weird but that's a repeat thing too so i think it cycles but that's me i don't know lisa don't you also think like you know how like Jungian psychology when they talk about like the the shadow self the shadow part of your personality Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. that you sometimes don't want to face right but um part of that what you were just saying for me is like that it's it's your it's it's a deja vu thing or you think mm. it's a deja vu thing but it's it's your shadow self trying to expose it to you so that maybe it's not so scary or maybe it's something mm. you need to know i mean yeah, i don't know like i don't think anybody has i even it, like the best someone's quote unquote psychics n- nobody knows your answers better than you do nobody mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Well, we keep ending up in places all the time that mm-hmm. have some weird connection to our family and we didn't yeah, know. And we end up there. And it's like and and repetitive. 
and it's like a weird thing and you go like this is some weird stuff like yeah, what is happening there like what is yeah. happening you know there's so weird, it's, good stuff. yeah 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 mm-hmm. it's it's well, I don't know, man. There are, like, that's a whole. That's a whole. That's a whole novel. I like, know. A, yeah. That's a whole crazy. My grandmother yeah. on my on my dad's side was Romanian, and she used to bake pies, and she always put a freshly baked pie out. It's so weird for the four and twenty blackbirds, and blackbirds would come and eat the pie, and she'd make one for the people in the house but she always made one for the four and 40 blackbirds. Mm. Now, you know, that's tied to some kind of superstition of some sort. Yeah. But also don't you think sometimes like, you know, how birds used to be like uh, the carrier pigeon, right? It Mm -hmm. had a message. Like some, some people believe that, that birds are like the thing, like the, I loved using crows in the book of souls and Mm -hmm. birds because Mm -hmm. like, especially crows, they're so smart. And they're, yeah, oh, they are. Could be a, t- you know, there's something they're that'll funny learn. too. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're oh, right yeah. about birds. Like I remember we were sitting on our porch years ago when we lived out by Joshua Tree, and this hummingbird just kept coming up to my face, like, oh, yeah. like it's gonna peck my eye out. Mm-hmm. And we talked to a friend of ours who's an animal psychic, like that evening, and she says, "Oh no, the hummingbird's trying to tell you, Lisa, to tell Nancy." Because Nancy's mm-hmm. like, you know, screw this with this other thing or whatever it was, and you've got to tell her. <laughs> that an aunt or someone has passed away and swear to That's God, true. like the next day mm. we found out mm. an aunt, you know, and then yeah. we found, well, why I, it, we found out that you had a whole string of other sisters and brothers and aunts and uncles and all kinds I of would. things. So it was one of those, you know, anyway it's, it's a family secret so ever, maybe that's why the yeah. had yeah. to come to me i don't know but that but that was a it, i mean mm. it turned out to be a hundred percent true so it's like I, wow. you have these experiences and mm. we want to not believe it because it's easier well, well you know it's safer maybe for some people like yeah. some people, you to know me we, it's all, fun. we all live in our box some some yeah. boxes are smaller and some like mm. are huge Mm-hmm. And it just depends on the comfort of your box. It's like like mm-hmm. with dogs, right? You put them in a crate and they like the, they, they're able to sleep sometimes better in a crate because they're comfortable in that. And I yeah. think it's the same thing with people, but it's our own what we're putting up here. So when when you go to an art gallery, does do you have a different view of paintings now? Like do you <laughs> like what happens when you look at art now? It because once you start seeing things, it's hard to undo like yeah, the possibilities. I, yeah. I think I've always done that. I'm, I'm looking up at a painting in my in my room right here. Um, I think I've always been like that child that was, you know, like there was chaos in my house when I was growing up for mm. a variety of reasons. Um, that's a whole other show. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I would always find solitude in creating a story around something and and art is one of the biggest things because I never quite understood like okay so that's an impressionist okay and that's cubist so like I wanted to learn that part of it mm-hmm. but when I looked at it I was like like when I remember seeing um one of Picasso's paintings of um it was one of the women he was living with and she looked so crazy to me because it was cubist and it was like oh a mess. and I was like oh I don't understand that you know and then I started to, to like figure try and make up a story about her in my own head of, mm-hmm. and why she was looking the way she was what was going on with her psychologically what was happening in her life at the moment so yeah I've always done that with oh it's art. like people watching yeah well, that's cool yeah. Art, yeah. art 
art school, I went to art college and they teach you all these rules, the fundamentals, they call them, mm -hmm. of art. And there's just one rule after another, after another, after another. And then they tell you, now don't be afraid to break the rules, but then don't be surprised if nobody likes your paintings. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so if you want to be a commercial artist and make a living, you follow most of the rules. If you want to be a non-commercial artist that suddenly gets really famous once you're dead, you break the rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then and somewhere in between, you you can vacillate and okay, if I break that rule, I can still sell to this market. But if I break that rule over there, this whole big market's out the window. Very, but Nancy, yeah. don't you think that like as as an artist, and you know maybe this is naive, and maybe it's mm -hmm. just because I'm getting older, but like when you're an artist of or a, a writer or a painter or mm -hmm. a singer, like like you you can't strictly look at it like okay, I'm gonna take this painting and I'm gonna make money at it. It's like you have to feel it. Like you have to right, be able exactly. to put that down. Well, yeah, that's, order, I mean, that's originality. That's integrity. In order to finish the painting, you're you're absolutely right because it becomes um, something that you hate. Mm. It's like if you have a nine to five job that you absolutely hate, it becomes like that because mm. you are now <laughs> not doing what you wanted to do. Mm. But if you could just paint and not ever have to make a living. Like I always think back to the king and queen days where they had, um, you know, they were the patrons of the art mm -hmm. artists and the artists could live in the palace and do whatever they wanted. I'm like, dude, that was the days. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. When you had, you know, you know? And real patrons of the arts, but I think mm -hmm. we're doing, we are doing a whole show in November with artist Victoria Chick on the whole myth and legend and truth of the starving artist. Like, where did this yeah. whole thing where you have to be the starving artist, did you have to be? Because there's artists like Ted DeGrazia who did anything mm -hmm. he wanted to do, what he felt, and, and he he built his own mission, talk about religion in the desert, and yeah. his own studio, uh, gallery, all Adobe, mm -hmm. really cool because he has cactus floors and stuff, toy cactus and floors. And I wouldn't the, be surprised if there was some haunted parts. Of yeah, the place. and the yeah. nuts quarters and everything. But um, mm -hmm. so we do shows with because there's always some story about him. But he was the most reproduced artist in the world, at, and wow. still because UNESCO used his uh, painting of a little Mexican girl on mm -hmm. the on the gift cards for Christmas. I and remember so, seeing that as a kid. He, he had he would create what he wanted and then have uh, a guild of women artists and i think there's some men in there who would reproduce his art and then it would go out there so it wasn't like a typical kind of printing mm -hmm. so he did textiles he did whatever he wanted and um but he got real i mean he got really big but he still did exactly what he wanted and to the point mm -hmm. of he went into the superstition mountains with his smart. donkey and his mule mm -hmm. and he burned his own paintings his originals that mm -hmm. he loved so that his family wouldn't be taxed on his the money the mm -hmm. value of his art he became wow. so valuable so he mm -hmm. did this balance of it which 
and he was defined. He he uh, he was uh, studied under uh, Jose Orozco and uh, Diego Rivera out in Mexico City. And mm -hmm. I mean, he was just he was for the people. He stood up for the Native Americans, Indigenous people, and Mexican people. Uh, yeah, just and and time. then he had his own thing about Father Font. Uh, <laughs> dude, and he wrote this. This book was one of the trippiest things I've ever written. He he wrote like he put it like he is Father Font. He made his own fantasy story, but mm -hmm. was a true story of Father Font going across the uh, you know the desert, Arizona desert, and he it it's it's trippy. But anyway, yeah. you would dig it. That's why I brought that up. You would dig it. If you ever go to Tucson, you need to go to DeGrazia Gallery because it, it okay. will blow your mind. It's crazy. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Um, he would well, dig what you're writing. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying that like you can't be successful. I'm just saying you, you, you you've got to be true. It's yeah, you got to be true to who you are. It's like Andy Warhol was extremely smart in business. I mean, mm -hmm. he took these mm -hmm. tomato cans, Campbell's soup, Campbell cans, soup, yeah, and made, yeah zillions of dollars at it and I it's like know. And but it was think? also what he wanted to do he wasn't yes, going yeah. like like mm. i read these things all the time and they go oh if you really want to be a successful writer write about mm. billionaire romance and i'm like i don't care about that <laughs> i can't well, yeah. Yeah. Some, well no but I some writers and authors will do it's what they hard. really want and then yeah. they'll have a different pen name and write you know things that yeah. are really odd and, and what people but want, you know, that stuff. But but it's, it's but really it, it is hard to do something you don't like mm -hmm. and call it your art. Yeah. It's it's well custom custom painting. Like someone wants you have to do portraits of people. If you don't oh, enjoy doing portraits a, of people. Oh my God, that is the worst. Well, that's the trigger that, but that was the trigger that the helped Casper become a very, very successful artist because he was he they said, listen, his his agents were like, no, no, you've got to do these, you know, portraits. <laughs> so he said, okay, I'll do a portrait for them. And then I'm going to do the portrait of what I see in their soul. Oh, and it was boy. that duality yeah. uh, that mm. made him famous because here was these people that were very, you know, I love that. or whatever on uh, their uniforms. Yeah. And then he would paint their souls and their souls were what sold everybody they were like see but that's oh. what nancy wants to do with musicians she wants to yeah. paint them because she could see their aura and their soul yeah as they're performing mm. and paint that mm. wow. that's, that's why that. she's going to retire is doing that because because if i listen to music and i have a bit of wine i can go there see that's a porthole drug no yeah. it's, well it it relaxes you enough to cut out all the everything yeah. that goes on but, around but meditation you. yeah you know you have to have something that helps you block out everything else it helps you with stuff like well lisa you're saying like it's a portal right music mm. can be a portal because it was like i would mm. listen to music when i was writing a sequence or a scene because i was like i mean i, Ooh, I think i listened to it was beautiful, like 90 yeah. degrees out and i'm listening to rain just mm. rain rain and thunder and lightning because i was like this is going to help me with this yeah. particular scene that sense that those yeah. senses. think about it if you watch a movie and you turn like if you take out all the background music it's dead it falls yeah. flat yeah but you that know? but as a writer i think that's the thing i mean i always say this about books so you're reading a book this is that personal experience you're not in a movie with somebody you're reading your book solo it's your experience mm -hmm. yeah. and your that co-creative thing happens where you're seeing the characters you're smelling them the way you're going to smell them you're mm. 
you are you're, you're painting them who they are you're hearing their voices mm -hmm. the way you you know you do this what whole, you think they sound and that's why like, i yeah. think the power of books is just it, it, it's insane like it, it's it's yeah. so cool and then when you get books like what you're writing that's just off the hook cool man this is exciting i'm oh, excited you. for you what's next for you now yeah well well i'm writing right now i'm working on i don't know the last time i think we talked a little bit about this can you see this no uh, well flashing. anyway it's a, it's a book called <laughs> christmas stories Cool. Oh, um, that's right. I remember you were talking yeah. about that. Yeah. And I'm thinking about adding a short story to it. And then I'm also working on another J Jack Kelly book. Oh, cool. um, and I'm also been working on a story that I've had been playing in my head about uh, three women um, called Waking Sleeping Beauty that I've been mm -hmm. writing. So, um, cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool, but awesome. we're looking forward to it. You'll have to come on our Christmas solstice show. We just had yeah. one that was off the hook for fall. I mean, we did it by generator. It was our first radio show by generator. <laughs> Hello, that's what happens on a farm. But um, yeah, it's like it happy fun. solstice, uh, equinox, boom. All right. But um, yeah, we have, we have, we have, yeah, interesting people. We've somehow just decided Love that it. these, these are, it's off, it, it gets woo woo weird, but it's good woo woo weird. See, I see. I live for that. I love that stuff. I, I see. I, you you like it, don't you think? He'd he'd do well oh. with East. And yeah, uh, we've got you know Ed Roman. We did that, and I'll send you a link to our our recent show because it just did get a little weird, but it was way fun. Oh yeah, no, please do. Yeah, because mm, I would cool. love to listen, and I would love to be on the winter solstice. Oh yeah, mean, come on. Go. We always have parties, but uh, thanks for joining us again, and congratulations yeah. on the new awesome. birth of of your next book, the Book of Demons. That sounds yeah, birthing I the Book it. of Demons sounds great. But everyone, <laughs> uh, get. Listen, a holiday season is coming up too. So Book of Souls and Book of Demons makes a very good gift set, just saying. And so go to kevinmorepublishing.com. We want to thank our friends over at Books Forward. You can go find them at booksforward.com. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We do this show every second Wednesday. Thanks so much for joining us, Kevin. Thank you, you take care. It's a pleasure. Nice to see you both again. Poof. Take care. Off with Poof. Smoke. <laughs> Ooh.